Welcome to Entrepreneurial Entrails for some short stories on the guts and glories of being an entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurial Entrails. My name is Elizabeth Plouffe and I will be your Wise Word Wednesday host today. And so Wise Word Wednesdays is an opportunity to share some of the uh, gajillions of books that I read on a regular basis. Real book. So this week I'm actually focusing on um, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And uh, this book was originally published, let me just double check here, but I want to say 1937-1938. Ridiculously long time ago. Um, and I gotta tell you, it's one of the better business books I've written. So 1936, sorry, it was released. It was updated in 1964 and my copy is 1981. So, oddly enough, um, his wife did some weird edits where she inserted stuff that was like 1970s based. Um, I'm guessing to try and, you know, update and give more relevant examples, but it does, it, it, it does ring kind of weird. So, uh, I've really enjoyed this book. Um, finished it rather quickly. It starts out um, at the beginning here. And it says eight things this book will help you achieve. Get out of a mental rut, think new thoughts, acquire new visions, discover new ambitions, make friends quickly and easily, increase your popularity, kind of weird, win people to your way of thinking, increase your influence, your prestige, your ability to get things done, handle complaints, avoid arguments, keep your human contacts smooth and pleasant. I'm guessing that you rub them all over with sandpaper or something, that's really weird. Become a better speaker, a more entertaining conversationalist. Arouse enthusiasm among your associates. Um, that's not why I bought the book. I've just heard about Dale Carnegie. I think we all have. And um, I misunderstood. He, uh, you know, Andrew Carnegie was a huge businessman in the 30s. And their last name is spelled the same way. So I made a little bit of an assumption that they were related. Dale Carnegie actually changed the spelling of his last name. Um, I'm not sure completely why um, and I hope it wasn't a you know misguided attempt to capitalize on Andrew Carnegie's uh, fame and fortune but who knows so anyway ended up reading it fantastic I'm gonna read you one story out of it because it really to me illustrates quite clearly the whole focus of this book which is to really focus on the way you engage with people and what I mean by that is that since 1937, obviously our means of communication and our means of engaging with people on a regular basis have obviously grown exponentially. And one of the things I've noticed is a marked decline in the respect and manners used within that engagement. You know, I, I follow some celebrities on Instagram, for instance, and people's one step removal from a face-to-face -face conversation seems to loosen their tongues and they just launch into these really horrid tirades and horrible remarks that I don't think any of them would have the balls to say to somebody's face. And I think this is one way, you know, reading this book is, is to understand that that's not getting you anywhere, um, behaving like that. You know, I've been in networking situations, one in particular, where a, uh, a fellow business person who had their, their table up, I was partnering with somebody um, sort of indirectly, the organization that I was working for supported this other organization. And this guy got right up in their face. They were providing similar services to his 
for free as part of a government training program for new graduates and it was part of a mentoring program and what have you said so it really had a fantastic idea he went right up in their face and did not think about engagement did not think about presentation didn't think about ways to come to a better resolution he just went banana pants and he actually inspired me to uh, talk to a friend of mine about creating a what not to do while you're networking workshop which was very well received and you know had that guy read this book maybe he would have been better equipped to deal with his frustrations and better equipped to discuss his his challenges with his perceived competitor which they are not um, it's really good so I'm gonna you know give you a little bit of background on Dale Carnegie I'm having honestly a bit of a challenge trying to find his full story other than uh, Wikipedia there is some stuff written in here in the book obviously but um, let's just see what we can find on here for a quick second because you know Wikipedia it knows everything so Dale Harbison Carnegie um, Oh yeah, he did change it in 1922. Look at that. Was an American writer and lecturer and the developer of a famous course in self-improvement, salesmanship, corporate training, public speaking, and interpersonal skills. Born into poverty in a farm in Missouri, he was the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People in 1936. Uh, he also wrote How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, published in 1948, which I'm going to get because that looks really cool. Link in the Unknown, um, and then he's got another one which I have, which I don't have in front of me, and it's Effective Speaking, and uh, really looking forward to reading that as well. So he wanted to become a lecturer. Um, he ended up being a professor, but he used the techniques that he developed. Oh, that's, he did do it for that. Sorry, I'm reading ahead. So he, he developed this based on his, um, his selling experiences and what he found worked. And after saving $500, about $12,000 today, Dale Carnegie quit sales in 1911 in order pr to pursue a lifelong dream of becoming a Chautauqua lecturer. He ended up instead attending the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York, but found little success as an actor. Hmm. Though it is written that he played the role of Dr. Hartley in a roadshow of Polly of the Circus. I don't know what that is. There he got the idea, oh sorry, he was working at the YMCA, um, there he got the idea to teach public speaking and he persuaded the YMCA manager to allow him to instruct a class in return for 80% of the net proceeds. Don't ever do that. In his first session, he had run out of material. Improvising, he suggested that students speak about something that made them angry and discover that the technique made speakers unafraid to address a public audience. From the 1912 debut, the Dale Carnegie course evolved. Carnegie had tapped into the average American's desire to have more self-confidence, and by 1914, he was earning $500, about $12,000 today, every week. So he did, in fact, change his name from Carnegie, spelled C-A-R-N-A-G-E-Y, to Carnegie, the Andrew Carnegie, um, which actually I find that kind of icky, but anyway. So this is what he ended up doing. Um, he saw a need. He decided to create a program to address it. And while he was um, providing the program, there was no course book for, to deliver it. So this is why he ended up writing the book. So it's basically about effective speaking. It's human relations. It's leadership development. It's, it's ways to smooth out your own rough edges so that when you're in a situation, especially in business where things can get very tense, the worst thing that you can do if if you're not schooled in relationship building and, and uh, 
human relationships is dive in at the wrong end of getting somebody to say yes and triggering their limbic system reaction. Because if you trigger the limbic system, anything you say after that, the person is not hearing. They have put themselves into a defensive posture. You won't see it. But in there, well, they might, you might, if they start crossing their arms, if they start turning their feet towards the door, there's a variety of, of body signals to look for. But the second you jump in and suggest your solution before listening to what the customer actually needs, the second you start arguing with somebody over the efficacy of what you're offering versus what they already have or what you're trying to convince them to do, the second that you judge them or tell them what to do, you're setting off all these alarms in their brain that has just completely shut you out of the opportunity to sell to them um, and develop a relationship with that customer. So one of the things that I'm sure most people would agree on is that there's been so many shysters out there that the world in general has become a bit cynical when somebody gives you honest feedback. Our reaction instinctively is to suspect an ulterior motive. And that's a shame. Um, because, and that's just, just not my point of view. I try and take people as authentically as possible. Um, but it's a real shame that enough people have abused that tactic to gains to their own end that everybody, you know, instinctively thinks that person is lying or what have you. But so I'm going to read you a little something, something. This is from chapter six called how to make people like you instantly. And then I'll recap with the principles that he, um, that he teaches throughout the book. So he says here, I was waiting in line to register a letter in the post office at 33rd Street and 8th Avenue in New York. I noticed that the clerk appeared to be bored with the job, weighing envelopes, handing out stamps, making change, issuing receipts, which can account for you know the vast majority of salespeople that we end up running into nowadays. The same monotonous grind year after year. So I said to myself, I'm going to try and make that clerk like me. Obviously, to make him like me, I must say something nice, not about myself, but about him. So I asked myself, what is there about him that I can honestly admire? That is something uh, sometimes a hard question to answer, especially with strangers. But in this case, it happened to be easy. I instantly saw something I admired to no end. So while he was weighing my envelope, I remarked with enthusiasm, I certainly wish I had your head of hair. He looked up, half startled, his face beaming with smiles. Well, it isn't as good as it used to be, he said modestly. I assured him that although I, it might have lost some of its pristine glory, nevertheless, it was still magnificent. He was immensely pleased. We carried on a pleasant conversation, and the last thing he said to me was, many people have admired my hair. I'll bet that person went out to lunch that day, walking on air. I'll bet he went home that night and told his wife about it. I'll bet he looked in the mirror and said, it is a beautiful head of hair. I told this story once in a public, in public, sorry, and a man asked me afterwards, what did you want to get out of him? What did I, what was I trying to get out of him? Because there's three exclamation points after this, which he doesn't do in the rest of the book. What was I trying to get out of him? If we are so contemptibly selfish that we can't radiate a little happiness and pass on a bit of honest appreciation without trying to get something out of the other person in return, if our souls are no bigger than sour crab apples, we shall meet with the failure we so richly deserve. Oh, I love that. Oh yes, I did want something out of that chap. I wanted something priceless and I got it. I got the feeling that I had done something for him without him being able to do anything whatsoever in return for me. That is a feeling that flows and sings in your memory long after the incident is past. There is one all important law of human conduct. 
If we obey that law, we shall almost never get into trouble. In fact, that law, if obeyed, will bring us countless friends and constant happiness. But the very instant we break the law, we shall get into endless trouble. The law is this. Always make the other person feel important. John Dewey, as we have already noted, which you maybe, said that the desire to be important is the deepest urge in human nature. And William James said, the deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. So cool, so simple. The whole book is filled with stuff like that. The language, thank God, is, is higher level than the way a lot of things are written nowadays. Um, I absolutely loved it. It's a book I highly recommend you take a look at. Um, I prefer the paper copy. If you can get it on Kindle, how about her? But the stuff that you're going to get out of it, to me anyway, is priceless. And it's a reminder of the values of manners and breeding and strategy and thinking and, and not doing stuff for a, a snake oil situation, but honestly wanting to um, to help people, honestly wanting to do the best job possible, you know, either for your own business or for uh, your employer, and how being a bull in a china shop never works. You just you just tick people off, and business and selling and and personal promotion is all about relationship building. And going back to these fundamentals of how to build a business relationship is something that can never steer you wrong. You know, a lot of when I read these older books and then I look at what's going on today um, and the gurus that are teaching people, I got to tell you, peeps, it comes from these guys. It's all being built on the shoulders of these giants who have already come before and and offered this. It's just being packaged a new way. So part one um, of this book talks about the fundamental techniques in handling people. It's got titles like, if you want to gather honey, don't kick over the beehive, the big secret of dealing with people. Um, he who can do this has the whole world with him. He who cannot walks a lonely way. And then part two talks about six ways to make people like you and it gives principles. Part three is how to win people to your way of thinking and talks about, you know, the, there's no value in arguing with somebody and um, handling complaints and getting cooperation. Part four is be a leader, how to change people without giving offense or arousing resentment, which is huge um, right now in the agile and change management culture that I'm getting involved with. It's, uh, you can definitely change somebody's behavior, but going up to them and calling them a butthead is not the way to go about it. Or we use asshat, so whatever works for you. Don't use it to their face, it's not nice. And then it, um, it sums it up at the end with, with how to apply all of this. So these are my wise words to you today through the uh, wise voice of, of Dale Carnegie, is that take an opportunity to evaluate how you engage with people. If you're consistently coming up in a situation where you're not getting sales, where people are you know, actively not working with you, it's not them, it's you. You need to fix it doing something wrong and that's you know he doesn't tell you to say it that way but I'm gonna say it to you that way there is always room for improvement there is always opportunity to learn and honestly this is one of the ones I would suggest you go out and have a look at so it's it's how to win friends and influence people it's by Dale Carnegie there may be a more you know more updated version than my 1984 one but fundamentally uh, the principles don't change and they are as applicable today if not more so than ever um, when relationship building is is anything and everything to to a business and you know what a, a kind word never hurt anybody um, 
and hopefully if there's an opportunity for you to read and apply these principles maybe you can help some of those jaded cynics um, overcome that and be open to receiving uh, you know honest appreciation and not false flattery but so if you can't find something nice about somebody you know if your mama told you don't say anything at all anyway that's the wise words for today i hope you'll check it out and i hope you're having a great day and as always just know you have the guts and glory to make your own story if you've read Dale Carnegie and you've gotten anything out of it, um, if it changed anything for you or particular lessons that stuck out for you, I'd love to hear about it in the comments section. You can catch me on Twitter at MCVPloof. Um, you can drop me a line you know, through Twitter, through my blog, whatever works for you. But um, take some time to learn. Take some time to find your own wise words and, uh, and apply them to your business and your life. Have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Got